The issues with the Melbourne Rebels continue to dominate the lead-in to the Super Rugby Pacific season. It gets underway next week. We've had the Wallaroos and Wallaby fixtures announced recently as well, but all the headlines are around the fact that 10 staff, including CEO Baden-Stevenson, for the Melbourne Rebels have been made redundant and uh, a lot of other staff have been put on four-month contracts. Uh, it's the number one talking point in rugby at the moment and it's where I started my chat with Rugby Australia CEO Phil War when I caught up with him yesterday. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a difficult time uh, in Melbourne. We're, we're certainly uh, recognising that and acknowledge that. Uh, most importantly, uh, it's about how we deliver a successful 2024 season uh, for the Rebels, uh, both in Super Rugby and in Super W, uh, and then a parallel stream as to you know, what's the, the right structure for Australian rugby going into 25 and beyond. And you know, there's a lot of stakeholders that, uh, that, that we'll engage with to uh, get to that decision, but uh, right now it's about delivering the 2024 season. So is this Rebels on death row waiting for a governor's pardon or some type of... Hail Mary saviour. When is that decision coming? Well, I won't put a timeline on a, on a decision. I think that you know, the reality is uh, you know, we need to provide certainty sooner rather than later to, to both players and staff. Um, but as I said, right now it's actually how do, how do the Rebels get off to a flying start in the 24th season and then um, you know, in parallel working through the different conversations as to what's the strategic path forward for um, you know, the, the, uh, the coverage of Super Rugby in Australia. What does Australian rugby look like as far as finding future Wallabies and Wallaroos and finding future super players if there isn't a superstructure in Melbourne? Well, the pathway shouldn't be any different. I think you know, the investment that we're putting into the community game as well as uh, um, the, the, the academies and pathways programs that Rugby Australia is running uh, you know, with our uh, super rugby clubs, uh, look, it shouldn't be any different. And uh, you know, my, my view is that the pathways we have uh, anywhere around the country should be fairly consistent. Um, and, uh, and then when you end up in a professional environment, uh, that, that then uh, is a choice for the athlete, depending on where they want to go. And Phil, you're the, the front of the front office, so you can understand why, at a deeper level, rugby people can understand what's going on, but we're looking off the back of a poor World Cup and a potential streamlining of the game in Australia that people are suggesting, well, you know, what's this new wave of rugby going to bring? So in the couple of months since the World Cup and before this Super Rugby Pacific season, what's gone right? Well, it's, it's a complete reset, and uh, you know, we, we've uh, you know, clearly landed uh, really, really strong uh, people in uh, the head of high performance. So we have uh, Peter Horn, uh, director of high performance, come out of World Rugby as the director of high performance. Then David Nusafora, who set up the Irish system, uh, coming back uh, as an advisor in the high performance space. So two really big appointments there, and then uh, you know, clearly the head coach appointment of Joe Schmidt. Um, you know, six years with the Irish team, uh, you know, three. Uh, six Nations Championships, two Grand Slams and, uh, and, and helped the All Blacks get to a final last year. So I'm uh, really pleased with the appointments and it's about a reset and, uh, and how do we look forward rather than behind. Phil Waugh, the CEO of Rugby Australia, is with us. Uh, so you've come in to clean up a pretty big mess. Um, when do you hope to see some of the fruits of, of what you're doing? Well, I'd, I'd rather under-promise and over-deliver than, uh, than, than, than uh, you know, fill, fill your list full of words and not do much. But, uh, look, I, we need to put uh, 
um, you know, actions into place. And as I said, I think the appointments we've made are really strong appointments. And then it's around actually putting the right people and, uh, and building up the right management team under Joe. We've got enough athletes within our system to do well. And, uh, and you know, selection becomes a really important part of it. But, you know, the Wallaby team's not successful if we don't have successful uh, Super Rugby teams. So really important for the guys to... You know, to step up um, across the five franchises uh, early in the season and build that momentum into the test season. Is it as basic as getting better crowds back to Super Rugby, beating the Kiwi teams and then the Wallabies winning some test matches? Yeah, well, I'd say it's, a, it's as basic as performing. Um, you know, having played 79 tests for the Wallabies, uh, the most important aspect was actually performing when you went out into the field. And uh, I know that's the focus, focus of all our players and athletes. Um, you do that and, uh, and people want to come and watch. So, uh, yeah, the focus right now is performing. Uh, for us, I guess, as administrators, to uh, connect with the community, and uh, that's a really important part, um, is connecting the game and making sure that, uh, you know, recognising and acknowledging the game's owned by the community. It's not owned by Rugby Australia, and, uh, you know, the big message is that we want to uh, get out into the community and get the community behind us. I had a chat to Daniel Herbert just after he was appointed, and we're speaking about working... And this was before Joe Schmidt was, was appointed. He was speaking about, we need to work out again what playing for the Wallabies means. What, almost like we know what the strong ethos of the All Blacks is, and that's a part of what makes them strong. Have we have we made any steps yet as to setting that cultural reset of, okay, you're playing rugby for the Wallabies or the Wallaroos. What does it mean? How do we build on that legacy in a positive way, like our friends across the ditch do? Oh, it's, it's critical to have a, a really clear Wallaby identity, uh, Wallaroo identity, and uh, yeah, we'll be doing some work on that. Uh, as I said, it's a reset, um, but you know, culture wins everything. You look at the strength of teams gone past in Australia, you look at the strength of teams around the world uh, in other countries, and it's all culture-led. So uh, yeah, focus of ours will be very much around culture and identity. Is it, but what is culture? Is that old guys coming back or getting new leaders? Well, a combination of both. I think if you look at uh, yeah, the, the players and uh, great Wallabies who have gone past and uh, um, you know, the All Blacks had a legacy group that, uh, that assisted them through the World Cup in 2023. We've got a lot of great Wallabies that have achieved a lot and won World Cups uh, you know, through uh, you know, the, the 90s and uh, early 2000s. How do we re-engage and make sure that there's that connection between the great history of Australian rugby and uh, what we'd like to see going forward? And just as much as the Super Rugby Pacific is about to get underway, and we're looking forward to the start of that, always the Wallabies fixtures at the end of the year are really exciting, and there's a big bank of them. So if you're trying to get some momentum, at least you've got a lot of Wallabies chests at the back end of this year. But when are we going to play them? You're running into AFL and NRL finals time because of the hectic schedule, and there's talk that potentially we're playing afternoon men's test matches again. When are we going to find out about that? Yeah, well, that's not too far away. We're just uh, finalising the arrangements, uh, obviously, with the broadcasters. But, you know, you can expect to see some uh, daylight test matches. And, you know, to your earlier point, we don't want to be running up head-to-head with uh, AFL or Rugby League at that busy time of year. So how do we create our own space and uh, get all sports lovers behind the Wallabies and not just rugby lovers? So, yeah, we've got two tests against Wales, one against Georgia. Uh, we've got two against South Africa at home and, uh, you know, a big uh, game against uh, the All Blacks as well. So... I'm excited about the test schedule we have here in Australia and uh, the key there is going to be how do we connect with the community and daytime rugby uh, is very attractive to, to families uh, and young kids. So we're looking forward to bringing that to, uh, to, to the fans. Do you see it as a sideways step or perhaps a, uh, a humility of the game realising that 
it has to be a part of the broader sporting picture because our appetites have changed, haven't they? We're, it, very rarely now do we have people who just follow one particular sport. People will follow sport if it's put in the right place for them. Is that what you're looking for with these Wallabies fixtures? Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd say it's, a, it's fairly strategic in the fact that we want to reconnect with the community and the community loves going to daytime uh, rugby and we've seen that in the history of rugby and, and attendance. So uh, we're bringing the game back to the community and uh, hopefully everyone gets behind us. And a last one on Joe Schmidt. Uh, when are we going to get to see him as, as rugby fans here in Australia and, and start to talk about rebuilding that, that brand after our, our horrid World Cup. Yeah, well, if you're lucky enough to be in Roma last week, uh, yeah, Jay Schmidt was in Roma with me uh, to watch the trial game between the uh, uh, the Reds and the Waratahs and the Super W trial game between uh, you know, the Reds and the Waratahs as well. So uh, he's been out and about. He starts uh, on, the, on the 1st of March, so he'll be at Super Round in Melbourne, but he's certainly getting out and about. Spent time on Wednesday with the uh, captains of our five Super Rugby clubs, and he's certainly very engaged. So I think it's an exciting time for rugby, and uh, as I said, we he, he's big on connection with the community and getting the, the fans and supporters behind us, and hopefully that's what we can do.